This is a program about going deeper. It's about creating a culture of learning. It's about putting apostolic feet to prophetic hope. It is our mission to purposefully equip the world to transform their region with God's love. We want to create an atmosphere of divine influence to the nations by walking in the power of His Holy Spirit with a faith that shapes the future. Welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. Welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. My name is Chris. I'll be your host today. I've got with me, as always, Veronique and Bobby and Becky. And we are excited to dig into another sermon. I love this format that we've been doing where we take a sermon and we listen to a few clips from it and really spend the time to dig into it in a way that you don't normally get. Uh, And what I I like, um, this is one of your messages, Bobby. Um, it's called Faith and the Word of God. And um, actually, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if you want to listen to the entire message, definitely you should do that. It, the link is right there in the show notes, so check that out. Mm. Um, but I also like that we get to talk to, uh, to you about one of the messages that you gave. Because I think that... Um, I think there's a lot of power in being able to dissect at a little bit deeper level Mm -hmm. than you can just like hearing something as you kind of fly through. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. What have you guys thought so far about this format? I mean, this is our second time doing it. This is a second message. Um, I think it's good. But what what do you guys think? I love that there's a group of people speaking into it from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So that's my one of my favorite things. And, and we're cool people. <laughs> yeah. so that helps. That makes it. And we're all nice, so. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so, Bobby, I actually had a question about this because I know oftentimes when we are focused on the message yeah. that's that we're going to be bringing, um, there are revelations that come in that moment, and that's exciting. Okay, then you've preached the message, and then you've lived maybe a year yeah. um, having. Mm received that revelation a year ago do you often get more revelation when you listen to it again like if we do the clips and do you remember the exact moment when you got the revelation on that or are there, is there more is there deeper that's stuff? such a good question that is a good question oh i'll never forget the time that i ran over the uh scripture where paul was encouraging timothy and he said pay attention to your own teachings <laughs> oh, and that for me oh. was this wow. So he didn't right. have podcast. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know. So how do you? Pay Lucky attention? for him. Right. <laughs> uh, he didn't have Eagle Mountain TV yeah. um, to look and see how you know were his teeth so as true. white as they should be and yeah, yeah. all of that sort of thing. Skinny jeans. Skinny was he wearing jeans. the right skinny exactly. jeans? Exactly. Yeah. Did he have Depends the Depends on what year it is. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, but to pay attention to your own teachings, I mean, that's massive because um, you know and soon discover if you don't that they're just as much for you as they are through you. Absolutely. And so yes, to Mm. answer the question, um, they're always more rich the second and third and fifth time. Actually, since I ran over that verse, that's what I do. Um, I don't think I get home. The first thing I do is when I get home and I just go, Daddy, how was that? Because I want to hear from you. Um, How did I do? Did I present your heart, not just your words, Mm. but your heart? And that's what a good ambassador 
masseter does. And then yeah. secondly, um, I don't pillow my head that evening until I've listened to it. Mm. Um, and well. not just to say, how did I do? Yeah. But to really get something out of the word. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's what I've done for years with prophetic words. Yeah. I have a prophetic word in my cell phone right now mm. that I got on um, July 17th of 1994 wow. wow and i've listened to it a million times wow that's wow. that's very powerful yeah it's a good reminder because i think a lot of times you know the best athletes are going to learn from watching their own tapes yeah. the best speakers yeah. are going to learn but i think the natural reaction is i don't want to I, that's, mm -hmm. I don't want to listen to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think it's sometimes. I think it's powerful. Yeah. I think you know I think it's very wise. Yeah, so, uh, faith and the word of God, the message. We've got a couple clips that we want to dig into. Okay. So um, let's do it. You guys ready? Good deal. Do something in your faith that brings a consistency. Not something you just did once. Not just a monument that you once had, but something that through your journey where you make it a habit to learn to grow, make it a habit to carry that notepad around or that iPhone or, or that note-taking uh, device. Make sure that you make it a habit to spend time with the Lord and to document what He is saying to you. There's so many ways to hear the Lord and take uh, heed how we listen. And one of the ways I've learned to listen is to have an enthusiasm while I'm listening. Not a, an enthusiasm that I'm faking, but an enthusiasm that creates an atmosphere for my spirit to be aligned. I can tell if I'm cynical, if I'm negative, if I come into anything just ticked to be there, it's not going to be a good meeting for me. So how do I cause my spirit man to come into alignment and say, this has been a horrible day, but this meeting is going to be the best that I've ever had. Can I change my state? Yes, you can. Enthusiasm that leads to action. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So how do I have faith and expect of myself or of the Lord some sort of action to go along with that? And the, the neat thing about this whole relationship with the Lord is you can't control Him. So all you do is just say, God, how do I control me? How do I plan to put what you've said to me into action? Wow. Mm. There's, a lot, there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that. Mm -hmm. first, first thoughts. Wow, first thoughts. Okay, so I think maybe because I'm a mom of teens, my mind goes straight here. But, you know, in, it's, it's cool nowadays to be sarcastic about everything or to have a bad <laughs> attitude about everything that you want to tackle. Drives um, me crazy. Can I just say? So, yes. That's so funny. Okay. It's so true. So I, kind, I, I, I do feel like I have Saturday Night Live to blame for that because that feels where it started. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't mention any names. <laughs> but... um. It just seems to be like the cool thing, right? Yeah. Amongst young people mm -hmm. um, to diss each other, to, I, I, I know that I don't actually, uh, the lingo that I have wouldn't be able to reach them, but it's just speaking badly. Mm. And it's the, it pulls down the enthusiasm in the air. It almost pulls yeah. down their potential. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so 
when you when you said that i just felt like wow god just send something into the atmosphere that would break it over the young people yeah, it's powerful that they would experience the power of their enthusiasm that they would once again that that passion of their destiny the passion of their future would be lit and that they wouldn't be ashamed they wouldn't be shamed by the people around them their age who maybe don't feel this way mm-hmm. um, but that it would just be a flame for people to have this enthusiasm there's wow. nothing like coming into a meeting yeah. with everyone with the same enthusiasm yeah. wow my goodness how deep do we go yeah that's right. exactly yep. yeah that that's is good. so good yeah, I think too. There's there was a study done about culture, and they had groups of people that were uh, in a room, and they purposely put one person in there who had a negative attitude oh, about wow. what was happening, and it took just that one, just person, one person to change the entire wow. atmosphere. Just a little bit of leaven. Yeah. Just a little <laughs> bit, and think about our faith yeah. and how we, if we could walk into that room, and they did this, yep. then they put somebody in the room. To combat that person mm-hmm. who was having that negative, yeah. uh, you know, expression, yeah. and all this, and it was someone that they um, that naturally did this, mm-hmm. right? That was just so a it part wasn't of their, forced. They were mm-hmm. just naturally good at it. Naturally mm-hmm. good at it, and it, within minutes, the wow. entire atmosphere changed, wow. and everyone wanted yeah. to believe. wanted to have hope wanted to have positivity so cool and that it just took that one person to to just change the narrative to do it think of us and how we can change that narrative Mm -hmm. but going in with cynicism says it's hopeless Mm -hmm. it can never be done Mm-hmm. These yeah. people are dot dot dot, mm-hmm. you know, and the frustration that it has built over time yeah. that causes us to walk in and say, "Well, what good of what good is it anyway?" Yeah, yeah. you know. I think there's a couple things that that study really shows. One is that a group of people that is just an average group of people without purpose mm-hmm. can be very easily influenced. Yeah. Yes. So I think one lesson to learn is, hey, we shouldn't we we should be ahead of time purposely thinking about what our attitude is going to be so that we're not so easily influenced. And then I think the other thing that's very powerful that that study is showing is that words can have an unbelievably strong effect, Mm -hmm. positive or negative, right? And so like when you're coming into uh, the context, I think what you said, Bobby, in here, one of the things that really stood out was the enthusiasm that leads to action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So this is like a concept that when you say it, most people are going to go, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, of course. But it's not super obvious. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. so this enthusiasm that leads to action, what, like, take us, like, take us into your thinking on that. So you guys are all right. It starts with your thought traffic. And if I remember right, the study uh, was put into to affect with people who um, weren't necessarily all talking to each other. I don't even know if they interacted. I don't, I don't know oh, if wow. if they were angry in person inside themselves yeah. or if they were angry in speech. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't even remember. Um, but it does go to show that you do carry. Uh, and so I think the first thing is, yeah, watch what you say. Mm-hmm. And then go beyond just the outward of watching what you say to... Um, take a look at yourself. 
for a second throughout the day and just go, how am I doing? Mm. Um, I love the studies about the brain that show that we are so intelligent, we can actually sort of get outside of ourselves, if you will, and go, how am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, wh- where am I at right now? Mm-hmm. How am I feeling? How, what am I thinking? <laughs> how am I acting or showing up to people that we actually have the ability to, to do that? And the scriptures are true because that's Paul sort of confirming that thought and by mm-hmm. saying, test yourself to mm-hmm. see if you be in the faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do we periodically throughout the day just go, man, how am I showing up yeah. right now? Just do a quick check-in. And that really ties in, too, to another point that you made, which is another one of those ones that's like, oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) But then you don't do it normally, right? Which is documenting what God is saying to you. Mm -hmm. And taking the, like our minds are fleeting, Mm -hmm. right? So if you take something and write it down in whatever way and document it, the power that you're allowing that to have on your life is amplified significantly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really good. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, on documenting? Do you guys have a practice of documenting yes. that kind of thing, like yes, journaling? or Like, how do you do it? Mm. Well, because of my functionality, part of my, my being, um, I have files. Mm-hmm. So my files are words from you know every single year, and we just keep them in that file. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm slowly in the process of digitizing those. Yeah, yeah. and you go back and review them. And oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. especially when it's uh, around that you know the the end of the year and the beginning mm-hmm. for us, and we're reviewing. And we sit down together too, and we ask mm-hmm. the Lord, you know, okay, what is it this year? That you have what what's the bleed over Mm -hmm. what's uh what's different what's shifted what's Mm -hmm. new different questions like that and uh and we look at those words and many times i find that those words that we had the the, my first interpretation Mm -hmm. may have been wrong (laughs) and is wrong (laughs) and uh in the way that it may have played out Mm -hmm. is like completely in like this other way and i'm like oh dear (laughs) wow Okay, you know, did I, and I, some, I, this, it's just like this one thing that I don't have to ask myself this. It right. just comes naturally for right. me to say, did I learn? What right. did I learn from you that? You can use that to tune your discernment. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right. Yeah. Totally. Plus, my faith is not built off of my interpretation or my current reality of who God is right. or what the situation is. Right. My, my faith is built on His Word. Mm-hmm. And so I leave that in that position. Mm-hmm. So anything that's there that may have come about in a different right. way, I'm like, okay, so I've just learned something about the Word of God right. and how I interpret the Word that's of God. Really yeah, good. that's so good. That's a really that's good, good. Veronique, do you have a, a system? Or you're going to get one? So I like paper. <laughs> Everyone around me likes um, digital. And when I use my hands to record it, (laughs) I lose the notes in my Mm. phone. So I like paper. Um, I lose my books too. (laughs) (laughs) But I do write it down because I feel like it's really important to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I really do feel like He feels honored when I take his perspective seriously mm-hmm. enough to write down to come back to yeah. because i i was talking to a friend earlier how we have this incredible moment of of corporate worship on sundays and right. then the person who's speaking releases the most powerful word and then monday i'm like what was it sunday was it? it was changing my life yeah. forever and ever right. and ever and yeah. monday i'm like wait what did we hear yesterday mm, yeah you know? so i feel like it's honoring the lord yeah. I mean, the studies do show that actually physically writing 
increases memory retention yeah. significantly. Yeah. So there's definitely something to be said for that, but there's also something to be said for the ease of having, you know, the device that's on you. So yes. I don't know if there's a wrong answer. We have an ongoing debate in our household over digital versus analog. I think analog. as long as you get it down, that's yeah. what's the important thing. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, for sure. Having it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's 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 dig into the next clip because okay. we got some really good ones here. Let's do it. We don't want to miss them. I mean, in the spirit, when did the walls fall down? Did they fall down once um, the children of Israel made the seventh lap at Jericho? Or did they turn once they decided to obey the Lord and do something impossible? I believe in the spirit, the walls came down as soon as Joshua and the camp said, I think we can do this. As soon as they put some sort of step in the direction... I'm not sure how this is going to look. We're not sure. We're just stepping out in faith. Is that okay? Or should we have a plan? I think it's good to have an end game. But I think the Bible says that Abraham left not knowing where he was going. That's the father of your faith, guys. Well, when I started out, I had no clue is what my translation would be. (laughs) He left not knowing where he was going. But... He knew that he was heading toward an end game of a city whose builder and maker was God. So how do you spell faith? R-I-S-K. Or I'll break it down even easier. G-O. Two-thirds of God's name is Go! I'll take you a little while. Some of that will hit you after lunch. Faith without works is dead, and I'm thinking of Hebrews chapter 11 and all the great men and women of faith in Hebrews 11. What did they all have in common? And you could break Hebrews 11 down this way, and all that's written there is amazing. Men and women who trusted the Lord and did amazing things because they trusted the Lord, they all had this in common. None of them were qualified for what they were called to do, number one. And all of them stepped out anyway. That's it. None of them were qualified for what they were called to do. And all of them stepped out anyway. And God says, I can do something with that faith. And he changed the world with that faith. That's simple. We get way too logical. We try to break it down. We try to do all kinds of things. We try to make it look good. And in the process, we want to look good. None of those guys knew that books were being written about them. None of those guys knew that we were all watching them from Google Earth and their lives were in, lived in glass houses. <laughs> wow. I, I really want to really start by digging into... Um, this concept of none of them were qualified before being called and taking action. Because I think that, um, I mean, it's pretty common, I think, nowadays in Christian circles to, to, to speak on that in a message. Mm-hmm. But yet, people don't live that way. They live in fear of not having it together before taking action and doing what God's called them to do. At least that's what I I think. That's what my view is. I'm curious, what do you guys think about that? I think there's this stereotypical thought that you have to have your stuff together and be super 
credible before you can speak on anything. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the ones who are leading are often one page ahead of everyone else, and mm -hmm. that's it. Mm. Honestly. I mean, there's your secret sauce. <laughs> yes, there are some people who are, they've been doing it for a while, and that's the goal of, you know, of credibility is to prove yourself faithful and have done something before you can teach about it, and that's, there's a ton of wisdom in that. But often we don't get the results until after we're too far in to turn around. Mm. And there, we just have a bigger yes in our spirit yeah. than no. And God uses that mm -hmm. and reinterprets it. Mm -hmm. Like Becky said earlier, yeah. often the results come out far better um, because you along the way allow the Lord to mold you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about you being the superstar of your story. Mm -hmm. So there's two parts, right? There's the mindset of the person, the, the goer, if you will. And then there's the acceptance of the culture. Mm -hmm. And I... What I think I hear you saying, what I believe is, we're called to go regardless of the acceptance of the culture. Mm -hmm. But hey, culture, it would be so much better if we were supportive of each other. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just brutal, right? Yeah. You know, how, what we do to leaders. It's, it's not okay. It is not okay. And nice. I think, too, the, the challenge is, uh, is that we have uh, the opportunity before us at all times mm -hmm. to criticize and judge how someone else is doing something yeah. instead of championing them and mm -hmm. encouraging them along mm -hmm. the way and allowing them to walk out their journey, yeah. whether we know or not how yeah. that might end up. Yeah. It's that part of saying, you know what, there might be something here that you'll learn along the way. Mm-hmm. And that will be just as valuable mm -hmm. as if you were accomplishing mm -hmm. what you set out to, to do. And so, uh, you know, in that risk, faith equals risk. Mm -hmm. How many of us so are just good. really willing to risk? And what does risk look like mm -hmm. to each person? Yeah. And for some people, they're more naturally prone to risk. And for some people, they're not. Right. And so this is an evaluation we need to do to answer the question you just asked. Because for some people, it looks like they're being really risky yeah. <laughs> and stepping out and doing all this amazing faith with risk. And actually, they're not. They're just naturally, it's easier for them. Yes. They need to be taking bigger risk, potentially. Right. Potentially. Yeah. So it's not, we got to be careful to not like try to evaluate everyone's risk level on the same That's right. level. Mm, yeah. What were you going to say, Bernie? I was going to say, um, looking at it from being from Africa and here, when we first came here, we noticed that um, the titles in front of people's names mattered a lot. Even when we got emails from our friends, they would have their title along with their signing off, right? And I, on one hand, I was like, wow, that's amazing. They are look at what they've done. On the other hand, I felt like, why, why do they need to put that in all the time? And I feel like that's kind of created um, not just that reason alone, but it's created a culture that, well, we can't listen to someone who doesn't have a title. Mm -hmm. if, they don't ha if they can't show me that they're qualified oh, yeah. as on paper to talk into my life in that area, then they, sh then they have no business. And when I look at scripture, God used the very, very crazy way mm -hmm. of doing things. Like, you, Bobby, you said that in that joke you made, two-thirds of God's name is go. 
Mm. Well, the other two thirds is odd. And that's how he is, (laughs) you know? He doesn't do things twice the same way. He's gonna do it in a way that's gonna cause people to feel uncomfortable, like we were speaking Uh in the last podcast, you know? And I think if we can take, um, recognize in every person, there's something that the Lord has for them to do, whether they've got that piece of paper to prove it or not, mm-hmm. we actually might be hearing the Lord a whole lot more frequently than we do. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's a possibility. That's so likely a possibility. Yeah. I think too, if we could have the perspective that all of those great men and women in the Bible had no idea yeah. that what they were doing was as powerful and as significant mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to all the rest of history, right. you know? What if we all were doing the same? Mm-hmm. And we just don't have that understanding yeah. that when I go and change that poopy diaper, there is a significance in it mm-hmm. of some oh, sort. Yeah. That There's I definitely <laughs> a significance in changing a diaper. Yes. Everyone will agree. I'm, I'm building sure. trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm building safety. That you're yeah. not, you know, I'm, I'm building truth that they will not be abandoned yeah. mm-hmm. in their yeah. time of need. Right. It's really good. You That's know? a super good point, Becky. I think there's a risk that um, enables us to begin something, isn't there? It's that thing that helps mm-hmm. us jump off the cliff and go, I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Forget the odds. Forget everything yeah. stacking up against me. Let's jump. Mm-hmm. And you do. And then, uh, that's sort of the early adopters. And then, (laughs) those early adopters often need a second set of risks, and that is when the two-year itch happens, Mm -hmm. and they're done risking or starting something brand new, uh, and they're they're addicted to change to some degree, and they start feeling, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. And now, they have to risk staying in the game. Mm and completing what they began. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother set of risks because totally. you can get addicted to go. Oh, I've for never sure. seen uh, it that way. Yes. That's so interesting. I've always seen it from they get their, their adrenaline rush from the, from the going. Mm-hmm. But actually staying in it is a whole it's other kind. a different kind. kind of risk. Wow. For sure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Well, let's jump into the mm. third clip. You, you guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Your faith must be used to grow. You need to allow yourself to make a ton of mistakes. Any healing ministry, any prophetic ministry, any supernatural ministry that has ever grown to maturity on this planet since the garden have all made mistakes. They've all had to learn how to grow. A business owner is not just a business owner overnight. They've had to make some mistakes. They've had to exercise the risk muscle tons of times. And I think that probably is, it would be said that every CEO, every leader, every parent, everyone who imparts, that the thing that they all have in common is that they hopefully didn't stop risking. I think one of the greatest muscles that you and I can grow if we're going to continue growing in faith is this, the art of bouncing back. (laughs) The art of bouncing back. Have you learned the art of getting back up? The proverb says this, a righteous man may fall seven times, but every time he will rise again. What does failure 
have to do with growing your muscle, I don't think you can grow your muscle of faith without failure and without the response of failure or without the journey that Jacob took from becoming a deceiver to the prince of God. I just, I just love this because it ties into the other two clips so well. Um, we look so negatively on failure mm. that we call it failure. But I really feel like, and actually this is something my wife has been teaching me, it's actually not a failure unless you stop. Mm. It's That's only okay. a learning moment. That's right. And just the way humans are set up and the way the earth is set up and just the way God has orchestrated things, it's a requirement to actually accomplish anything. You'll never find a story, secular or Christian or Bible or anything, where that's not a component. Mm. Right? I don't Mm. know. What are your guys' thoughts? I... I uh, recently saw a picture online of, I don't know if you guys saw this picture, it was a sheepdog that had been attacked or had gone after the animal that tried to attack its herd. Mm-hmm. And um, the sh- there was a sheep, he was, um, the, sh- the dog was lying with his, on, with his front paws out and you just saw blood all over his face. Mm-hmm. And there was a sheep there tending to him. Oh. And oh, wow. the caption was, do we look after our leaders? Or something to that effect. Wow. And it was such an incredible visual. Um, it literally took my breath away. Um, like we said earlier, we've got to have our leaders' backs. And I uh, think of this bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sometimes we have these little jumps that are, they're really, they're significant to, to our journey for sure. But in the greater scheme of things, they seem really insignificant. And then we have these whoppers <laughs> that, um, man, they it's just the hurt. It's the whoppers. They just hurt. And test. I feel like, it's in those moments that we need each other closer um, than ever before, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, ah, just listening to this, Bobby, it was such a good word. I, I'm so stoked that we're doing this again. I feel, man, to revisit things like this, to encourage us mm-hmm. to um, pull together for unity. You know, if there's, if there's issues, get them sorted out so that when the whatever happens that could cause the, the, the problem happens, there's friendship and there's unity to be able to get through it, you know? But anyway, that was my take on That's so good, Veronique. That is good. I think, too, uh, the question that I wrote down in my notes was, uh, who defines mistakes? <laughs> you know, who's really... We define them and probably we're too hard a lot of the time. Do you know, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, the Barner Group did a survey and uh, it was for Christians and churches. And mm. um, the two messages that Christians across the board kept uh, hearing uh, were, you're not enough. Mm. You're not doing enough. Wow. And, and that wasn't from necessarily the leaders. Right. But that could it be that that is the message that the enemy wants us to believe. Totally. Oh, for sure. And so if we're coming with that filter, right. we're not enough, we're not doing enough, mm. and then a mistake happens, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we define it through that, mm-hmm. oh my, yeah. of yeah. course we're going to get stopped. Yeah. Of right. course bouncing back right. is going to become more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the context 
that you're looking at things. I always describe this as sunglasses that are different shades yeah. based on the experience. And if you don't have the right context, what you're looking at changes its perspective. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you mentioned in here, Bobby, was this concept of the art of bouncing back, which infers that y you have to learn it, like you have to develop it. I'm really curious to hear you dig into that a little bit on the, yeah. the art of it. Yeah. First of all, you've got to be okay with your failures. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's not who I am, but maybe it didn't go as easy or as well as I thought it would. Mm -hmm. So I have to be able to compartmentalize to some degree. That doesn't define me, mm -hmm. but okay, I could have done that better. Right. And then that's got to be at the forefront of before any strategy of bouncing back. Because if your strategy is, wow, that made me look horrible and I never want to feel that feeling again, mm -hmm. then you will hide. Yeah. You will actually not improve. Mm -hmm. You will only learn to hide better. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I feel in that, in that example, what is that feeling causing in you that the Lord once removed? Because if you're wanting That's to good. not feel that feeling again, right. there's something on it. Yeah. And chances are you may have to deal with that feeling over and over until you've unrooted it. That's so good. But you know, you also mentioned the not defining me thing, and I kind of yeah. kind of disagree because our failures, in <laughs> essence, do define us. If you think of def definition as like muscle definition, you know, like you get into a gym. I don't have muscles, okay, so I'm not speaking from experience, <laughs> but my husband does. He does. And I watch, you know, he'll go in and he'll work certain muscle groups and get definition. That's, that's defining, you know. So when I think of my failures, when I think of them from an optimistic and positive way, mm -hmm. you're dang straight that's going to define me mm -hmm. because then what was its purpose? Yeah. I want it to chisel me, but that's if I take what is good out of it. Yeah. Am I totally off base here? or? Well, I think it can define you. It, it, like in you're, the end goal? You're, figuring, you're, a, you're deciding yeah. how it's going to define you, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So what Bobby, I think what you're talking about is saying, I'm going to allow maybe the world or the enemy take that failure and give me a definition. Oh, but you're failed. choosing to okay. turn it around and chisel with it. Okay, all right. I, and I, and I think what you're talking about, I mean, for a lot of people is, is not a natural, like that's not normal. Hmm. It should be, because mm -hmm. it's the right way. Right. But it's not normal to allow that circumstance to chisel you in a positive direction. The, the enemy will use that to chisel you down into destruction yeah. and you know shower that with lies. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what you were referencing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think if you work out because you have a super low self-esteem and you're hoping that if you get chiseled or defined right. that people will see you differently or right. that somehow you'll look in the mirror one day and you'll see yourself differently, yeah. then I think you're probably playing with the wrong deck. I feel like <laughs> um, if... Uh, here's how failure works. Um, shame says, I suck. Mm -hmm. um, a sense of um, molding and shaping says, wow, that could have been improved. Mm -hmm. I am amazing. Mm -hmm. But that oh, could have been good. improved. Yeah, yeah. I could have said that better. I could have done that better. I could have responded better. Mm -hmm. Wow, I have some ways to grow in that yeah. Uh, certain area of my life or I have some blind spots thank right. God for so and so in my life right. helping me see that right. 
that's a totally different chiseling than it going to the core of who you are and when failure arises or shows its head all mm -hmm. of a sudden its message to shame is not what you did was wrong you are wrong yeah right. it's a subtle but right. profound difference right like the difference between saying hey that let's just say it was a let's just say it was a, a project that project sucked that it could be a very good thing because if the project sucked you want to be excellent and you want to learn from it and make the project not True. suck yeah. versus that project sucked i suck because yeah. that project or yeah. i suck that's why the project sucked it's a lot of sucking yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> i was just thinking that but the point is that um if you don't ahead of time or if you're not ahead of time looking at it that way mm -hmm. then it's gonna yes. always take the most negative yes. impact on you right totally which is full circle back to enthusiasm and having a good mindset from the onset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think failure true. is an option. Really as true. leaders, as parents, as anybody who's speaking into anybody's life at all, mm. if you carry a failure as an option, and my role as a leader is to make a place for you to fail, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm not just interested in you nailing it. I'm also interested in you failing, and this is why. Because two-thirds of the Bible mm -hmm. was written as an example for us, the Bible yeah. says, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. And the Old Testament is mostly about what not to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's the Lord saying, you've got that as a teacher. And if I love the guys that I learn what to do from. Yeah. I can rattle off, you know, 12 of my favorites throughout yeah. history who have taught me what to do. But I don't often brag about the ones who've taught me what not to do from their mistakes. <laughs> right. I've been front row seat to their mistakes and you know I could look at it as being bitter or I could look at it as thank you Lord for giving me front row seats yeah. and the Lord would say to me uh, and to those listening to this if you can be around people who make mistakes and not judge them mm -hmm. and thereby get a plank in your own eye, mm -hmm. um, then I'll leave you close to people who are making mistakes mm -hmm. so that you can learn what not to do. Because can you imagine only learning what to do? Right. You would cut off two-thirds of your teaching mm -hmm. right. and slow growth it for the rest mm -hmm. of your life. Yeah. Who wants to do that? Totally. There's no innovator on the planet that I know who's ever gone on exactly. to do great things who haven't first been okay with failure. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, it's an uncomfortable prerequisite to doing anything of significance. It just is. The way it works is if you don't quit, you win. Yep. Mm -hmm. And when we're in relationship and you fail, if I'm wise, I'll learn from your mistake. But I won't hold it against you. We'll celebrate the victory. When we're in relationship, I'll fail. And if you're wise, you'll learn from my mistake. Mm -hmm. You won't judge me. We'll celebrate the victory. And then we're growing. Mm -hmm. We're learning from each other. That's... Yeah. That's what the Bible says. You know? I think part of the art of bouncing back to, Becky says this all the time, is failure is an option. And just giving yourself that option. But it's Becky really also tags onto that, but you must fall forward. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so if you learn, then we're golden. Yeah. If this is the eighth time that you've made that same mistake, something's broken. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think, too, uh, we're talking about faith and we're talking about risk. And if we're, we're having a struggle because we may fail in the risk, mm -hmm. then could it be that we're really coming up against the wall of, or the big question of, will God be there for me? Mm. 
Yeah. Will he fail So it's really trust, me? you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really about, it, could it be that that's really the question we're yeah. coming down yeah. to? I think you're right because, so in the context of our peers or people around us, are we trusting them? And, and then when we talk about ultimately, we shouldn't need to trust them, frankly, because we should have our trust in God. But we're putting our trust in other places because we also don't trust Him, right? Right. So that's the, I think that's what you're really getting at, right? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, those of you who in, are listening and you're in high level business or, you know, an entrepreneur, you're doing startups or you're doing something that's sustainable around the globe, you're thinking, wait a minute, first I've got to have my proof of concept. So the best of my ability, mm-hmm. uh, I've got to get a team around me or people that can help me uh, mitigate some of the risks. And if I have investors uh, or people that are partnering with me in any way, uh, financially or otherwise, Mm -hmm. then I've got to help them to see this is uh, low risk, high reward. Mm -hmm. And so that's my goal in pitching something to Mm -hmm. someone. And so it seems totally (laughs) anti-marketing to do what Jesus did, saying, okay, you're all probably going to lose your lives. Uh, The light at the end of the tunnel is definitely a freight train, and it's coming right for you. Come follow me. Forget everything you've known (laughs) and do this. And so there is this, well, it it needs to be calculated risk because we're, you know, God gave us a mind too. And so that is in there. It's good to study. It's good to understand what are some of the mistakes that people have made that I don't have to reinvent the wheel on? Um, Do I have enough people around me to Mm -hmm. support the risk that I'm taking? If I'm flying solo and I've got high risk, um, then that's not going to work. I need people around me uh, who are going to not only hold me accountable to the original vision, but to help me see things that I can't. So it's super important that we understand that. The other thing, though, um, is that Abraham, who is the father of our faith, never spoke a message in any of the books that are written about him. He never got up and had an amazing discourse. He never said to the Lord's people and all the tons of people that he led. He was called the father of faith, not by what he said, but by what he did. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty telling too, because as we listen to that, you know, just in our culture, Mm. what you're saying is very profound, but that's telling because we place higher values on certain things than maybe we should. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to recognize, I think part of what I hear you saying is it's important to recognize that each person's risk scenario is different. Each person's assignment is different. And we need to be paying attention to ourselves and what mm-hmm. God is calling us to first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, a, it's a kind of an interesting thinking way to think. Mm-hmm. I find myself in high-level think tanks, and they don't want to know, hey, what do you know? They mm-hmm. want to know, what have you done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what have you learned? And what have you learned? Yeah. Absolutely. And so if I just tell them what I know, then that's all, hey, uh, ethereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I try to explain to them major ROIs and, hey, this is your return on investment and it's huge, then that's great. But their bottom line is, have you done this before? Why should we be trusting yep. you? And if you've, quote, unquote, failed... What have you learned? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're still doing it and with some results, we like the tangible, but there's a story behind that. Yeah. And usually that's because of the person who refused to quit. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's so good. So so basically the high level on this message is, is really about paying attention, being purposeful about um, understanding and t- stepping forward, 
building your faith through actions and taking risks. And I think those are all so applicable for what the average person is is doing. So yeah. it's awesome. You guys, this has been really good. This has been so such good. a good one to dig into. If you're listening to this on the Apple platform or one of the podcast platforms, definitely subscribe. We are going to be producing more and more amazing uh, programs just like this. Also in the show notes right down below, um, there's a link to the full message. You you need to listen to it. It's really, oh, yeah. it's really, really powerful. Go and and, and, and dig into it. And then also find us over on Eagle Mountain TV. There's a link there in the show notes as well. Sign up for some of the amazing content. That's, there's amazing content that's there that's uh, free and, and accessible as well as um, some uh, amazing paid content as well. So check that stuff out. Subscribe to us. And um, we'll be back at you with another episode next time. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.